0: Get ready to stand on guard for thee. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask Lucky Bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring Lucky Bastard's premium dill
1: pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a
0: Caesar if it's not Lucky Bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some Lucky Bastard?
1: welcome back everybody to the fantasy hockey hacks podcast a proud member of the hockey podcast Network and the official podcast of left- wing lock your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence I'm Devin Davidson with me as always Bruce Gunther Bruce how you Hello. doing
0: good I'm getting show this week in fantasy hockey I'm doing great
1: <laughs> again I wasn't gonna bring it up but you brought it up so uh, uh a good week for me not such a good week for Bruce
0: oh no let's just say I probably should have just Farmed out my management duties for this week. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, luck ugly. has some things to do with it too. So, it was ugly. Um, it's all about perspective. I thought it was great this week, but I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. no,
1: John tonight. He's traveling. No, no, Tyler tonight. I think he had hockey at eight forty-five. Um, so just just the two of us this evening. But hey, that's all right. We actually enjoyed doing this <laughs> together. So.
0: We couldn't strap a mic to him while he was playing hockey and just tell him to record while he's playing, right?
1: Oh, boy, the things that would come out of his mouth <laughs> at that time of day. It actually might be good for our downloads. Add some, to color to that.
0: Po- add some color to the podcast.
1: It sure would, yeah. <laughs> Before we get too far along here, I should mention the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast it is a proud partner of Lucky Bastard Distillers. Opened in 2012 and inspired from a lottery win, Lucky Bastard Distillers is proud to be the first distillery to operate in Saskatoon since Prohibition. Home of Canada's ultimate Caesar, mix your drink tonight with Lucky Bastard. Use promo code Hacks to get 15% off your next online order. Shipping available across Canada.
0: What do you think? Should we jump into John's list? Sure, we might as well do that. Otherwise, I might have to have a Caesar to work out my uh, fantasy woes this <laughs> week.
1: You may have to anyway. <laughs> we have to anyway, yeah. uh, I actually, funny enough, I did have a Caesar earlier. I was at my in-laws. It was great. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you have not listened to the episode before or the show before, uh, this is basically just John's shit list of players past and present, as well as interesting and current topics from around the hockey world. If you have any suggestions for players and topics that we should add to the list, let us know. Uh, send us a message on Twitter at FHX. And in honor of John, I'm going to go with Matthew Kachuk, and it's because I just don't <laughs> like the guy. But also, because he was involved in more on-ice garbage this week. Uh, I saw at least two incidents where it just dumb plays from Kachuk. I, I think the one, he went after Kucherov because there was another play on Barkov earlier in the game. I don't care. I've watched enough Matthew Kachuk to know that the guy is is an idiot on the ice. He may be, he may be a lovely person off the ice, Bruce, but I don't have a lot of time for Matthew Kuchuk on the ice.
0: Well, I saw the thing with Kuch. I think, I think it was Kucherov. I'm looking at him like, buddy, like, what are you doing? It's like the, ha- the referee's hands already up. It's like, and then he just gives him another shot while he's down. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay. So either he's doing this to be a jerk or he's trying to, he's trying to get one of the Tampa players to, uh, retaliate so that he can get a, so he can square up and screw up, right? And yeah, I think he ended up getting two penalties on that play, and Hedman got one for trying to take his head off. And good for Hedman, right? Like I, he's he's doing what he should be doing, right? He's going yeah, and defending Kucherov. Kucherov's on the on the ice, face down, and you're getting cross-checked in the back of the neck by Kachuk. So, Yeah. I might uh, have I, done I might have done the Kuznetsov on him, but <laughs> there's too many people around.
1: <laughs> oh, that's another topic for conversation. The Kuznetsov. Um, it's
0: coming up in the news.
1: Okay. Well, before we get there, yeah, the other thing too is Kachuk got into a scrum with, I think it was the Buffalo players. He, like he just, the entire team wanted to murder him uh, about a week ago. So all I can say is I'm happy that guy's in the Eastern Conference now. We only have to see him maybe twice a year, Bruce, and
0: in the playoffs if we had to. So <laughs> he wasn't that good against Edmonton last year in the playoffs. So. <laughs> he sure wasn't. And I
1: loved it. I loved every second of it. So see you later. Yeah. Matthew Chuck, you make the list this week. The uh, Fantasy Lock of the Week, presented by Left Wing Lock. I'm going to go with Valerie Nishushkin just to piss off Tyler. <laughs> but also because the Holy guy crap, is like,
0: I he's know. phenomenal. He's phenomenal right now. He, he's enjoying his new contract very much, and so is Colorado.
1: He's earning his new contract right now.
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely.
1: Uh, eight points, three goals, two power play points, 13 shots on goal, plus four, 69% power play share, 19 and a half minutes time on ice in four games played during week two. He's been white hot. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Tyler, I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. He's definitely, he looks like he's earned his contract at this point, but let's see how long he keep it up for.
0: Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, Landiskog isn't going to be around for a while, so yep. that's also coming up in the news, I think.
1: Okay, well, what, what, do you, what do you think, Bruce? Should we just get to Headlines of the Hacks or what? Sure, why not? All right, Headlines <laughs> of the Hacks for October 17th through the 23rd. Uh, take it away,
0: Bruce. Uh, unfortunately, this week in the news, most of the news is injury news. So we will start in Detroit with Tyler Bertuzzi. He will miss the next four to six weeks with an upper body injury.
1: That one hurts. I want to miss that he, guy.
0: Did you have him? I do. He's on my IR right now. Yeah, that one's going to hurt. Uh, Nick Schmaltz, Arizona Coyotes, out for six weeks with an upper body injury. That seems to happen to him every season, though, unfortunately. Yep. As I mentioned earlier, Washington Capital Center, Evgeny can. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> take two, take
0: two. Oh, no, I totally screwed myself up. Can you, oh, God. Evgeny Kuznetsov. Thank you. Has Has been suspended for... One game for high sticking, Vancouver Canucks forward Kyle Burrows. He was originally given a two minute minor penalty on the play for attempted decapitation, <laughs> or as the NHL calls it, high sticking. Like, dear God, did you watch? Did you watch I, I, it? Like,
1: yeah, I saw the play. Um, holy
0: cow! I thought he was trying to chop down a tree. Like, it was just,
1: yeah. Oh God, buddy! It's he, like, he did his best lumberjack impression for sure. I, oh my goodness. Like one of the guys it, over at Daily Faceoff was was ripping the NHL for that and said, I think it might have been Mike McKenna, I can't remember, but um Yeah, he just said like th- there's it should have been more than one game for sure. There's no there's no yeah. reason. Like I think he said it should have been twenty games.
0: Well oh, yeah, like he's bloody lucky he didn't seriously injure the guy. Like he looks like he caught him just below the just below like just square on the back of the shoulders. Like he'd have been a few inches higher and hit him in the neck, he could have paralyzed the poor guy, like
1: yeah, it was a it was a dumb play for sure. So, but in classic, typical NHL fashion, they just you think one thing and they do the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Uh, moving on, Los Angeles Kings placed forward Alex Al. Oh my God, I follow. I follow. <laughs> Maybe I should have that Caesar now. Uh, is on IR with a lower body injury. Uh, New York Rangers got forward Vitelli Kravatsov? Kravatsov?
1: Kravatsov, yep.
0: Kravatsov. Caesar, please. Uh, Has been medically cleared to rejoin the Rangers after being introduced into the boards by Victor Hedman opening night. Yikes, that was a a hit.
1: I do recall that hit vaguely. Yeah, it looked like it hurt.
0: Uh, Next new injury news of notes. Aaron Ekblad of the Florida Panthers have been placed on long-term injured reserve with a groin injury. He's going to mix the ne- miss the next 24 days or 10 games. Ironically enough, I was offered a trade for Ekblad moments before this injury happened. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so uh, it was revised after the injury, but I still declined it.
1: You uh, you dodged a bullet for sure. Oh, is that yeah. from our buddy uh, Jordan?
0: Uh, it was from Jordan, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was texting me the one day saying just just accept the trade, Bruce. And he was like, over to me. <laughs> I chuckled. But uh, yeah, that's unfortunate news. Aaron Eckblatt at this point, just he can't seem to stay healthy. Right? He he's yeah. great when he's on the ice, but man, he's a guy that every year there seems to be something.
0: And it's not little either. It's usually something big.
1: Yeah, he's not missing two or three games. Like he'll no, he'll miss two months for and sure. Then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh opportunity though for Brandon Montour though.
0: Yes, now that he's healthy, big opportunity for him. Big. Yeah. And um is he in our waiver wire picks? I, I think he was him? in our
1: waiver wire picks last week before the Ekblad for- injury. He's Forzling. not there right Forzling?
0: now. Gustav Forsling?
1: Gustav Forsling, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from him. Uh, Jake, been, Jake Muzzin, Jake Muzzin, have the beliefs has been placed on IR with an upper body injury, believed to be his neck. So they're going to take their time with him.
1: Another uh, player that can't stay healthy.
0: Yes, uh, Gabriel Landeskog underwent arthroscopic knee surgery. He'll be out for the next twelve weeks. Not that Big he was there. back, but they're hoping this will actually fix his knee problem and he can get back on the ice. Yep. Uh so as we uh, mentioned for our fantasy lock of the week, Mr. Nishushkin, we'll be seeing a lot of top six minutes, especially with Landis Gog being out still. Yep. Yep. Uh Washington Capitals placed forward Connor Brown on IR after suffering a lower body injury. I didn't uh, I just saw the notes. I didn't see anything on what had happened or where. That makes two of us. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have placed forward Jacob Varana on IR. Varana has entered the NHL and NHLPA player assistance program. Um, we wish him a, the, all the best in a speedy recovery for whatever he is battling. For whatever it is, because it's, uh, it's got to be something serious if they're entering the player assistance program. So, Yeah,
1: and it seemed to escalate quickly. It was kind of a, he went, he went on, he was day-to-day, yeah. listed day-to-day or wherever it was, and then Quickly went to IR, and then I think the next day we kind of found out it was a player assistance thing. So yeah, um, another, yeah another that's big unfortunate.
0: Another big hit for the Red Wings, right? So Bertuzzi's out, Varana's out. So it's...
1: Well, and so one guy, I, he's not in our waiver water list, but uh, Dominic Kubelik yes. is a guy that uh, everybody should be keeping an eye on. So Bruce, I'm just going to hijack the headlines here for a second. You do that. Uh, I Dominic. tried adding it.
0: <laughs> I tried adding him, but I was already too late.
1: No, that's all good. So yeah, League eight points, three goals in five games played. He's averaging just over fifty minutes time on ice, uh, three and a half minutes on the power play. So right now he's getting 55.5% power play share. He's shooting at 21%, so that's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, that's not going to maintain. Uh, he's averaging just shy of three shots on goal per game. Uh, his Tevish Bruce, as you like to say, 15% right now. So again, nice. something that's, there's some room for regression there and even strength line combinations. He's been playing with Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin, Um Dylan Larkin and David Perron. So they've been giving him lots of opportunity with offensively Top gifted six. players. Yeah. yeah. Um And then power play time too. He's getting time with, with Larkin and Sunquist and Perron. So, um, yeah, big opportunity for him with a couple of guys out of the top six and off the first power play unit. So, um, Shandell, if you're listening, I know you had asked a question about Kubelik as well, and I, I suggested dropping him for a different player.
0: You Hope know, short-term. Well, <laughs> you know, short-term. You
1: no, know, it was actually like a, a pretty mm. significant piece. I'm trying to remember who it was, oh, but okay. um, I think long-term, that's still the play because Kubelik, once those other two players are back, is not going to get that same deployment, right? So,
0: No, probably not. And like I said, you never know, right? If he keeps playing like this, they may keep him there too.
1: Well, and they they could, but the other thing too to remember is like some of those factors, those those metrics are showing regressions coming, right? Like his PDO is at eleven fourteen. He's just He's not going to maintain the same level of production, but
0: He's having some fun right now.
1: But he's having some fun right now. So uh back to the headlines, Bruce.
0: All right. Calgary Flames signed goalie Dan Vladar to a two-year contract extension worth $2.2 million a season. I think that's a pretty good deal for the Flames because if he's going to get his uh, start a week like uh, uh, Coach Sutter said they were going to get him, that uh, that number could have been a lot higher at the end of the season based on his showing already here at the, beginning, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's been good. And the way Markstrom played in the first period of last night's game, oof. He could have been in sooner because he he did not look good in the first.
1: Yeah. So someone on Twitter uh, they posted a a goal that was scored against Markstrom and they said the others broke Markstrom.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that first goal last night that Carolina scored. Oh, I was like, oh god, like Markstrom's in for a rough night. But he uh, he was shaky in the first, but he settled down nicely in the second and third period. So that was good. Good. Yeah. Uh, Another injury here that we didn't see coming. Winnipeg Jets have placed forward Nikolai Ehlers on IR with an undisclosed injury. I uh, I didn't hear what it was, or have found anything of what the injury was. Just that he was on IR.
1: Yeah, that one hurt too. My on my same Timu squad, I lost Ehlers and Bertuzzi in the same week. I think so. Oh, I'm crushed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're sad and about you still, it. Still, still
0: managed to crush my team, but. Uh, <laughs> so. ah, shit. Ah. Ah, see, the NHL commissioner Gary Bettman said at the board of governors meeting that this week the current revenue protections are strong, and player escrow debt could be retired this season, meaning a potential salary cap increase of up to 4.5 million next season. I never understood the whole escrow. Why the players had to pay the owners money back for the owners going out of their way to pay the players? But maybe I, I don't maybe I don't understand escrow. I don't know. Like,
1: I I'm I'm no expert in that area either, Bruce. I, I just, my understanding was they continue paying them their salaries despite having nobody in the stands. So I don't know. I don't know. But don't um, it it's all, all I do know is four and a half million dollars in the cap is going to make a big difference for a number of teams next year. Uh, for that's, sure. That's big for the Oilers just, you know, because we like to yeah. talk Oilers on the show. But I, you know, for them in a couple of years when Dryside and McDavid are due for uh, new contracts Yes. It's it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be helpful.
0: Very much so. And next to the notes, so what is going on with the Buffalo Sabres and the Philadelphia Flyers? Holy crap. <laughs> See, who saw that coming?
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I will say Buffalo surprises me a little less, I think, just based on some of what we saw late last year. Like Rasmus Dahlien had a great year, Um. Tuck, we knew Tuck was good. Yeah, like they've got lots of pieces there that are good. Uh, Tage Thompson just came out of nowhere, right? I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Casey Middlestat looks a lot better this year. All of a sudden, he looks like he looks like the player he was when he came up for his nine game audition there when they brought him up the first yeah. year of his contract. Like he looks fantastic this year.
1: And they just went through Western Canada and pretty much well, they schooled everybody, right? They beat, they
0: demolished everybody, like,
1: right? <laughs> Like at least Edmonton was close. I think they were, they were right there. They had opportunities. They honestly should have, but like Comrie stole a game for the Sabres.
0: No question. Oh, he stood on his head. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, good on you for picking him up. You you beat me to it. I think I ran out of ads for that week. So that was why I couldn't grab him, but. Oh yeah. And then I
0: picked him up to hope to start him Saturday night against Vancouver. And then they started Anderson. And by the time I figured that out, my other goalie had already played, so I couldn't switch it back. So I'm just (laughs) closed. You're welcome, Mike.
1: Uh, yeah. So I I mean Buffalo surprises me less, but off to a four and one start. Uh the Flyers four and one. Sorry, Mike. Mike, I just I don't understand how how Philly is is this good this early in the season.
0: They're playing defense <laughs> for change.
1: Strange. Uh it, yeah, it I, I guess torts. Hey, like having torts there has had some somewhat of an impact.
0: Well, obviously, right? Like hearts off to his heart's off to a fantastic season. He hasn't lost a game yet. Like the only losses Philly has had so far is with the backup the backup goalie in that.
1: Yeah, because did they lose again today?
0: They lost today. They got shut out. Yeah, but they, uh, I had read they had lost Van Riemsdyk and they had lost a couple of players to injury too. Right. And they and uh, Hayes got benched. So things weren't going well in Philadelphia today, unfortunately. But
1: well, he had benched Hayes and Konechny too, I think.
0: Oof. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, they're having a bad night. Uh, Torts isn't afraid to bench anybody if they're not having a good game.
1: No, I mean he won't put up with guys if they're not trying, like they'll just sit, right?
0: Yeah, they'll just sit and that's uh hopefully that doesn't happen too much, but now the boys know if they're gonna lollygag, Torts is gonna is gonna staple them to the pines. So that's
1: You'll take a seat.
0: Yes. Last bit of news tonight was uh some interesting stuff I got off the uh Twitter today. As of October twenty third, Minnesota has the league worst goal save above expected at ni- at negative eight point eight. Who saw that coming? Nobody. I well, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I was I was expecting many to be right up there. And Minnesota as a whole has been brutal. Well, I don't. Yeah, the team just can't stop puck going in their own net. They can put, they can, they seem to be having no trouble putting the puck in the other team's net, but they can't keep it out of their own.
1: Yeah, I, I think Fiala, losing Fiala wasn't, wasn't great. They couldn't keep him. They knew that, but I mean, yeah, uh, not ideal. And then, yeah, Fleury is, he's not getting any younger, right?
0: No. And uh, yeah, they're not, uh, sounds like he hasn't been getting much help. No. Uh, as a note, so uh, we continue through the list. So Minnesota was dead was dead last. So here's three teams in the top five. At number four, the Montreal Canadiens at plus five point three. The Philadelphia Flyers are third at plus five point nine, and the Buffalo Sabers are first at seven at I'm Sorry, at plus seven point nine. Oh yeah, and for us Oilers fans, the Oilers are at sixteenth. They're at a plus one.
1: I did see that graphic, and I checked right away to see where the others were. Uh, I'll take it. I mean, that's that's okay. We're we're kind of middle of the pack right now, and
0: well, it's better to be above zero than below zero. Exactly. So we're but, yeah, but seeing Montreal and Philly and Buffalo all in the top five, I, that was just wow. Like,
1: I I'd be curious. I, I we should dig into those numbers and see if any of that is sustainable. I'm sure, Mike, if you're listening to this later, you'll have some some input as to if it is or not. Um, so maybe next time we have Mike on, he can talk with those players or those teams for us. Definitely. And
0: that is it for the news.
1: Alrighty. Thank you, Bruce. Let's move on briefly to, uh, I guess an abbreviated version of ask the hacks. Um, so just a couple of quick questions here. Would you try and buy low on Mark Andre flurry? So kind of a nice segue from your point just now, Bruce, about <laughs> the, the Minnesota wild. I, I think I still would. Um, I can't I believe so that too. Minnesota and, and flurry are going to be that bad all season long.
0: No, I I don't think they're going to be that bad. Also, they'll, it might take them a couple more games, but I think they'll get it turned around. So if you can, you can get someone that's frustrated with Flurry and wants to wants to offload him. I'd say he'd be worth a shot for sure.
1: Okay, uh, John Gibson is available as a free agent right now. Would you take him over Olmark or Hart? No, that's an emphatic no. No, um,
0: I would. He's be ready. been
1: bad. Yeah, <laughs> and Anaheim's yeah. been bad, and I don't see getting better.
0: You ride Carter Hart until the till Philadelphia implodes, basically. That's.
1: Yeah. That's, well, and, yeah. and I know uh, our buddy uh, over at Goalie Post, Michael Amato, uh, mm. he, he's been talking about John Gibson for the past couple of weeks here and just said, like, objectively, he has not been good the past three seasons.
0: No. Like, uh, they said last year, Stolarz was the better goalie at the end of last season. Yeah. But. Again, and who mentioned it? Follow the money. Who's going to get the starts? Gibson because he's making a lot more money.
1: Yeah. So I mean, if starts are an important category in your league, sure. I guess like that's, or if you're just looking for volume in terms of saves, um, and and or if starts, the yeah starts. So uh, yeah, but I mean, you're it's wins are going to be tough to come by, um, and then all of his rate stats, like he's going to have he's had some terrible numbers. His goals against average, his save percent have just been awful. Like, what's he at right now? i got to pull those numbers up, actually, because they just got shelled by Detroit, didn't they?
0: Yeah, Detroit laid a licking on them. Uh,
1: 4.52 goals against average and an 8.92 save percentage. Eek. And that game against Detroit, uh, 5.00 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage.
0: They should be going for the Home Depot sponsorship. Get some plywood. Get that plywood. Or or just put the backup in.
1: okay, so there you have it uh oh, and then what would you do with Jonathan quick
0: uh, yeah, l a is twenty eighth on the chart at minus five point five uh as is uh Vancouver Canucks they are also at their twenty ninth at minus five point five
1: here here's the thing for quick that's encouraging Cal Peterson has been equally or if not worse <laughs> worse <laughs> uh, than than Jonathan quick
0: this year, so yeah. But Peterson uh, did get the last two starts.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, it looks like Quick started on Saturday, right? Oh, did he? I think so.
0: Maybe Peterson got the two starts before that.
1: Yeah, I think he did. I, and I think, yeah, Quick came in in an appearance uh, and let in a relief appearance, and then he didn't play on the 18th. So, yeah, okay. um, I don't know. I. It, Yeah. His numbers aren't great. If there's a better option on the waiver wire, I'd probably explore it, but.
0: I'll be able get Comrie or what, oh, and we'll talk about a few goalies here in the, yeah, we'll talk about them here in the waiver wire picks here right away. Probably any one of these guys would be better than what, uh, (laughs) than, than quick right now. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, let's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that here soon, but before we do, As a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Fantasy Hockey X Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that isn't enough excitement for you, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash wherever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis and counseling and referral services can be accessed Uh, We've got all the information available in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. On to edge work, Bruce. So first up, the NHL schedule for week three. Um, Oh, I almost forgot. This is the segment, Bruce, where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. It's a busy week again in week three with a total of 52 games on the schedule. There are a total of four light days, however. That's 50% or fewer NHL teams in action. So Monday, six games, Wednesday, three, Friday, six, and Sunday, five. As is usually the case, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday will be the busiest days on the schedule with 10, 10, and 12 games respectively. In terms of optimizing the schedule, New Jersey, Vegas, and Winnipeg all play four games next week with three of those games taking place on light days. Anaheim also plays three games on light days, but does not offer a fourth game on the schedule. Uh, The Rangers, Pittsburgh, Edmonton, St. Louis, Toronto, Chicago, Dallas, and Minnesota all also play four games this upcoming week. According to Left Wing Lock's strength of schedule metric, and be sure to go to leftwinglock.com to check out their schedule tool. It is very handy. Uh, The Washington Capitals have the most favorable schedule at minus 32, taking on the New Jersey Devils, Dallas Stars, and Nashville Predators all on the road. The Edmonton Oilers have the most difficult schedule with a rating of plus 50. Is that true, Bruce? Did Did I get that right? That up, I don't know. Okay, well, something we had a technical seems, issue earlier, but uh, something I'm seems gonna, a little off there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna confirm that. But anyway, um, Calgary, Nashville, and Philly all play just two games at home or two home games next week with no back to backs and no games on light days. The New York Rangers and Pittsburgh are the only teams on the schedule this week with two sets of back to back games. Monday, six games. Tuesday, ten. Wednesday, three. Thursday, ten. Friday, six. Saturday, twelve. And Sunday, five. And with that, Bruce, let's move on to waiver wire targets. Uh, again, so we've got some strength of schedule numbers in here. Uh, the lower the number, the easier the schedule, the higher the number, the more difficult the schedule. But first up is Danton Heinen, and this one I just uh, was looking at today, Bruce. So left wing, right wing eligible. He's rostered in just 3% of leagues. Uh, minus 25 strength of schedule. He's playing on the top line with Crosby and Raquel. Uh, as well as nice. power play 2 yeah this might actually be my my favorite waiver wire out of the week so just based on his deployment on the top line that looks great um they've got a nice schedule for the upcoming week uh swinging through let me just check sure
0: right because he's replacing Gensel who missed Saturday's game
1: yes and so we don't know how long Gensels gonna be out it doesn't sound like it's anything long term
0: no um, it's just that he was he missed the game he missed practice he, and then the game.
1: Yeah, so he did He did travel with the team, um, so nobody panic. But if, if Danton Heinen stays there for any length of time, definitely worth a look. Definitely. Um, yeah, four games on the schedule for those guys. Kate, okay, um, How do we have three? Yeah, sorry, Bruce. Sorry, folks, what I'm just it? trying to multitask, and I can't do it very well, so <laughs> um, I'll get that note sorted on the schedule stuff. Uh, What else is going to say about Tim here? Six points and three goals posted to the first five games of the season, and he's getting time on the second power play. And like I said, uh, ice time's going up as we go along here. 60 minutes of time on ice against Columbus on Saturday, uh, in which he scored two goals on four shots.
0: That's a nice ish.
1: That's a nice ish. Well, so <laughs> speaking of which, uh, just a note here, 21.4 ish and a 17.5 tevish uh team even strike shooting percentage so is it some some regression coming obviously I, I, a lot of these numbers won't be sustainable necessarily but um he's got prime deployment right now so for sure ride him while you can um, next up sean monahan rostered in four percent of leagues plus 14 strength to schedule this week playing on the top line with caulfield and suzuki and on power play one through five games, Bruce, it looks like this, it's the bounce back is uh, is possible here for Sean Monahan. I think uh, dealing with it was it hip surgery he dealt with a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, it's been. I think he's but I think he's had both hips done now. Yeah, or it's either, he's had the same hip twice. He's had hip surgery a couple times now.
1: So it, it seems to have cleared up here anyway. He's on pace for 50 points. That's his highest production uh, since 2019, 2020. Shot volume is up to over two and a half shots on goal per game. <clears throat> And uh, time on ice is also the best we've seen from the former fi- former flame since twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, he's available in ninety six percent of leagues right now still, and he's getting some nice deployment, and he's putting up some points. So give him a love. Good for him. Yeah, and and it sounds like he loves it there. Uh, he made a comment again in, in an interview. He just, it's different in Montreal, right? It's. Uh...
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, he's you're playing. You're yeah. You're playing in the fishbowl there still, like you were in Calgary, but. There is a a lot less pressure on this fishbowl than there is in Calgary, a lot less right now. Anyway,
1: I don't I don't even know if that's true, but I mean the the ex, I would say the expectations are definitely higher in Calgary. Yeah. Um. But it's 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 like a religion, like it's it's the closest thing you'll you'll find to uh, to, to football in the states, probably.
0: Yeah, that'd be accurate. So for sure. And,
1: Anyway, uh, next player here, Nico what uh, you, you said he was on a heater before, but... Hesher's on a heater. Hesher's on a heater. 36% rostered, um, minus 10 strength of schedule, so he's got four games upcoming this week, playing on the top line with uh, Andre Palat and Jesper Bratt and on power play one. Bottom line, if he's healthy, go grab him right now. Uh, five points, two goals in three games played so far this season. Career best, 4.3 shots on goal per game. Face-off win percentage is over 60% and 64.2% power play share. Yes, for Bratt, broke out last season. He's looked really good. Andre Palat can play with elite-level players like Nikita Kucherov, uh, so no reason he can't play and and be productive with Nico Heischer. Again, 15.4 individual shooting percentage and a 16.6 team even strike shooting percentage, as well as 100 uh, IPP. Some indications that regression is coming for Heischer, but uh, still going to be an effective player. Definitely. Who saw this one coming, Bruce? Gabriel Vellardi.
0: I had to Google him at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh,
1: left wing, right wing eligible, rostered in 41% of leagues, minus one strength of schedule, three games on, uh, on the upcoming week. He's playing on the third line with uh, Quentin Byfield and uh, Arthur Kaliev and on power play too. I think a lot of people were hoping for this. Not many expected it. Seven points, four goals in six games played. Career highs in production. Uh shot rate, two point three shots and goal per game. Time on ice is over sixteen minutes. Power play time is over four minutes a game. Again, some things point to regression. So his his ish is over twenty-eight percent. His uh devish <laughs> nice. is over Yeah. That's that's, that's high. That's a nice
0: ish. <laughs> that's a nice ish, yeah. Uh
1: just about a twenty-one percent team even strength shooting percentage. His IPP is it it's close to ninety. So enjoy the production while you can. It's not going to last forever, but... um,
0: Ride the wave.
1: Ride the wave. Uh, This this is a case in point, right? So that's a nice segue into Oliver Wallstrom here, right wing for the Islanders, 12% rostered. Had him on here earlier in the week, and he's already starting to flounder. So um, (laughs) yeah, the fish has turned. The fish has turned, 86 (laughs) Wallstrom. But no, I mean, he, he can be a productive player, and we've talked about him lots on this show, He just needs Mm -hmm. an opportunity, right? Because he, when he does, yeah. And I I finally thought he was going to get that opportunity. He was on line two with Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. He was on the second power play unit. Um, I think he's back down to the third line now. Last I checked today, I think uh, Mike had the the lines updated for their game today, and I'm pretty sure he was on the third line. So I'm just going to go check that really quickly. But um, yeah, he saw less than 10 minutes of ice time in his first game of the season. Um, he was given some opportunity. I think he got up over 14 minutes, had a couple goals. Like, he's just, he's a productive player when given the opportunity. So four points, three goals, and three games played. Uh, That was before, again, today's game, but averaging three shots and five shot attempts per game. Um,
0: Shows he's on the second line still.
1: Okay. Is that on the app, or where are you looking? Website. Website, okay. So maybe maybe he was. I mean, that's good. So that's, that's good news that this isn't a total flop of a, wait for our recommendation then but um <laughs> something to look at i mean he's just yeah he can produce and so give him a look uh Jaden schwartz left wing for seattle 22 percent rostered plus 16 strength of schedule so he's got some tough matchups with uh buffalo and pittsburgh um but he is playing on line one with maddie Baneers and jordan eberle and he's getting time on power play too Former blue off to a really solid start posting five points and three goals in six games played. He's producing at a 68 point pace. That's the best we've seen from him since 2017, 2018. Uh, He's also shooting at a career best 3.2 shots on goal per game. And then we should mention Matty Biniers is enjoying some success early in his career. 13 points, four goals in 16 NHL games to date. Nice. So give him a look. I, I think they're, I mean, they're they're not going to be a great team this year, but they've got some offensive potential, right? They've got some pieces there in Seattle.
0: They got some more punch this year than they did last year.
1: Yeah. So, um, Kevin Hayes, who was benched today during their game, Bruce, but still, I think he's been off to a great start here. Um, extended his point streak to four games. I saw a note on Twitter from it was from the NHL public relations account. They said that only three players in franchise history posted longer assist streaks. Um, six assists in four games. He's getting time on the first line, the first power play unit, playing over 20 minutes a game. Um, what else can I tell you? Minus seven strength to schedule in the upcoming week. So, Hopefully he doesn't ride the pine for too long, Bruce, but it's assuming he actually plays, I think uh, Kevin Hayes can still be productive for your roster.
0: I think he's one bag skate back away from playing, so he'll be fine for the next game. There you go. Uh,
1: Nick Ritchie. Did you see this one coming, Bruce? Did not. Okay, Did well, stick with see. me here for a second. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, this surprised me too, but we've seen it lots where players that you don't expect to do much, when they get to a poor team, they just their their deployment changes a bit. They're given more opportunity. I think that's kind of what's happening here with Nick Ritchie, and who lo- knows how long this is actually going to last, but uh, four points all on the power play, three goals, eight penalty minutes, seven hits, and seven shots on goal through four games played. He's playing in the top six, Playing in the first power play unit, he's getting over four minutes of power play time per game, and that's around 63% power play share. Um, I think he's, he's an appealing short-term add, although they do have a tough schedule this week with games against Columbus, Winnipeg, and the Rangers. Um, so I'd say maybe in deeper leagues too, Bruce, that's
0: more of something you are to look at. Definitely. Most Definitely. All
1: right, what's your take on Adam Larson?
0: My take on him? Be do good you like the category? player? I do. Category coverage, I think, would be really good. He's not going to be a, a great source of offense, but if you're doing hits and blocks and stuff like that, he'd be he'd be a good pickup for that.
1: He's in double digits for shots, hits, and blocks through six games for all of them.
0: Fantastic!
1: Yeah, um, scored the game tying goal for Seattle. Against St. Louis earlier this week, I get a second goal of the year. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. the the, po- the The points are a bonus, right? But yep, the category coverage is really nice.
0: Definitely. Apparently, uh, I should go pick him up because my category coverage this week sucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you had read through the left wing lock draft kit a little closer, Bruce, you'd
0: have known Adam Larson. No kidding. I'm going to have to hire Mike to draft my team for me next year. Be your fantasy consultant. My fantasy consultant. Uh,
1: okay, Kalen Addison. Um, obviously, Bruce. I don't need to tell you anything about Addison because you went and picked him up, dropped Bo and Byron for him. Go get him now.
0: If he's available, go get him quickly while he's still there.
1: Yeah, he was a a very popular waiver wire ad in the preseason when everybody saw he was getting power play one time, right? And yeah,
0: and it's, uh he has not disappointed.
1: No, I, I didn't think it'd stick, right? I thought it was one of those things where, oh, let's test out the rookie on the top power play unit and see how it goes. But they were obviously serious about it.
0: Because yeah, he's, he's receiving
1: 85% power play share. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's him Spurgeon's on power play too, and Dumba doesn't even see the power play anymore. That's crazy. And he's producing, mm-hmm. so as long as he keeps doing that, he's going to stay where he is.
1: There you go. Uh, This one not much of a, of a waiver wire suggestion really. Cause he's 83% rostered, but I just want to talk oh, about wow. him quickly based. Yeah. Uh, but based on his deployment right now, because Devontae's is day to day, uh, Bowen Byram is getting time on the top defensive pairing with Kale McCarr. So as long as Taze is sitting McCarr or, or Bowen Byram is getting a phenomenal opportunity. Definitely. Um, he's getting, he's getting time on the second power play unit. He's put up five points and two goals. Uh, 12 hits, 9 shots, 7 blocks, and 6 games played. He's on a 3-game point streak right now where he's posted 4 points and thrown 10 hits over the last 3 games, and he's played over 24 minutes per game. Wow. So some big, big numbers for Bowen Byram. If he is by chance available in your league, I would not hesitate to go grab him. I already have Kale McCarr in our Timu league. I grab Byram anyway, just because... Why not? Why not, right? And so now I've got both those guys on the top pairing for Colorado. Gives a nice exposure to... McKinnon and Ransonen and Lecknin. So mm-hmm. um yeah, just I'm kind of pointing out the obvious here, but <laughs> give him a look. Uh this one, Caden Gooley, probably something you want to look at in in deep, deep leagues, but or keeper leagues, dynasty leagues. Five percent rostered, but he, he's looked pretty good for Montreal right now. Um he's playing on that top pairing with uh Savard and Power Play two. They've got some injuries on the back end they're dealing with. Uh, Mike Matheson, I think, was one. Yeah. But he's been given some added responsibility, playing over 21 minutes a game. Uh, he had, he's he got just two assists through five games. So like the offensive production hasn't been great, Bruce, but he is covering some categories. Mm-hmm. 13 hits, eight blocks, and seven penalty minutes. So um, maybe someone you want to look at in deeper leagues. And then let's move on to goaltenders here. So Eric Comrie, Bruce, I know you're a fan because you went out and added him. <laughs>
0: He he uh, he blew through Western Canada like it was nothing, literally. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, stood he on it. his head the other night in Edmonton. Oh my goodness!
1: Yeah, stopped a total of forty six shots. Incredible. Uh, the Oilers on. The, I kind of alluded to this earlier that Edmonton was right there. Like twenty, they they outshot the Buffalo Sabers twenty three to five in the third period of that game. And they could not
0: get anything past Comrie.
1: And they couldn't get past Comrie. And it was a mad scramble at the end of the game, too. Like, I think, did you watch
0: it? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the game.
1: Oh, if the Oilers had like 10 more seconds, they probably would have buried one. But um, good stuff from Comrie. Uh Played Vancouver Saturday, which, well, he didn't start Bruce. He was supposed to, but uh, yeah. Anderson started. Yeah, just he looks great. So. goals against average, a 9.30 save percentage, and a 3.07 goal saved above expected.
0: Very, very nice.
1: Yeah, so 23% roster. Go pick him up. Uh, Minus 17 strength of schedule this week. So they they face off against Seattle, Montreal, and Chicago.
0: Very tasty. Very tasty.
1: He's going to get two of those three matchups, I'm sure. So go grab him right now. I sure hope so. Mackenzie Blackwood rostered in 16% of leagues right now, four games on the schedule for them, Washington, Detroit, Colorado, and Columbus. So a minus 10 strength of schedule. It's not super strong, but it's definitely favorable. He's got 80% net share right now. He's, he's taken over the net in New Jersey from Vitek Vanacek. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people, and probably myself included, just kind of wrote Mackenzie Blackwood off after what had gone on last season and with some of the injuries he was dealing with and the fact that they signed Vitek Vanacek, who had actually been somewhat serviceable in Washington. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now Blackwood has started four or five games, and he's 3-0-0, 1.33 goals against average, a 9.33 save percentage, and over two goals saved above expected. Uh, Yeah, looks pretty... looks good. Looks pretty positive for Mackenzie Blackwood right now. Definitely. And then how could we go a week without mentioning James Reimer? Because (laughs) nobody seems to want this guy. Uh, 29% rostered, three games on the schedule. They've actually had a plus nine strength of schedule. So they've got some tough matchups next week. Uh, Vegas, Toronto, and Tampa. That probably doesn't appeal to you too much, Bruce, in terms of that schedule. Not really, no. No, but 71% net share for Reimer. He made 30 30 save shutout on on Sunday today. So two wins and five starts for him. Over the past four starts, he boasts a 2.01 goals against average, a 940 save percentage, and 0.46 goals saved above expected. I don't know. I mean, if you're in a league that considers some of those rate stats, goals against average save percentage.
0: That's good.
1: Maybe a guy that can contribute, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you're looking for wins, might be tough. If uh, goals against are, are heavily weighted to the negative side, that may be something you want to avoid too. But um, something to keep in mind. And then we've got some other names on the list uh, that have carried over from previous weeks, but uh, be sure to go check those out at fantasyhockeyhacks.com. It's under the blog. Uh, did we mention Martin Jones? That was one name that uh, we had talked about earlier, Bruce, before the show started.
0: Yeah, so he is—he uh, is currently filling in for the injured Philip Grubauer. We don't know. He left Saturday night's game. We don't. There hasn't been an update since. So we don't know the status on Grubauer's injury. But Jones played today, and it didn't go well for them. I believe the Seattle lost.
1: All right, but if you're desperate for some starts, he maybe got to look at.
0: In the short term, for sure.
1: And then moving on to, so that does it for waiver wire ads, uh, but new to Edgework is our weekly rankings powered by Left Wing Lock. Uh, we'll go through our weekly rankings each week of the season. Uh, they're available on our website, fantasyhockeyax.com. You'll see it in the, the main navigation menu under rankings. Each week, we're going to go through fantasy risers, fallers, and potentially some newcomers. So right away we're going to kick it off here uh, with the risers for the week, starting with Tyler Sagan, center right wing, eligible. Uh, he went up twenty three spots this week, Bruce.
0: He's getting back to his getting back to where he was before his injuries.
1: Yeah, I think it took some time. Um, again, hip surgery, I believe. And he yeah. in our rankings, he's the number 128, so we went up 23 spots over the last week. He's in, on a point-per-game pace through five games, despite being used on the second power play unit. He sees strong offensive zone starts, 55%. Uh, so keep a close eye on his team's even-strike shooting percentage as well, which currently sits at 16.6%. Again, uh, Mike over at Left Wing Lock, thanks for the notes and for the rankings. This is all good stuff for here, sure. so be sure to go check Definitely. it out, guys. Uh, Matt Boldy, big riser this week, up 20 spots to number 100. The Wilder are off to a poor start, Bruce, which we've talked about. Yep. But it hasn't seemed to have slowed down Boldy much. He's got six points in five games, generating 2.8 shots per game. Um. Now that shot production is is buoyed a bit by uh, lots of power play time. Um, keep an eye on his shooting percentage, sits at 21%. Remember, this is for Mike here, remember there's no such thing as a 20% shooter in the NHL, at least not for very long. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. There, there's a few of them that have been close, and Dreisaitl was one of them, I believe. He was hovering at around 19%. Um, but yeah, it just it just doesn't happen. There's no 20% shooters. So.
0: But it's nice to see him producing because we kind of thought with uh, Fiala being gone that his production might drop off a cliff, but it's nice to see that it hasn't.
1: Still doing some good things there. So that's that's great. Uh Rasmus Dalin up 19 spots, number 143. I got sniped at least once, maybe twice in drafts. <laughs> uh, I really wanted Dallen. I thought just based he he could do some good things, build off what he did last year. Um he's been fantastic here to start the season. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. So fantasy managers who jumped on the Owen power hype train are getting railroaded by an incredible start for Rasmus Dalin. Uh, He scored eight points in five games, including a goal in every game he's played. Yeah,
0: that's incredible. Incredible.
1: But his 27.8%-ish is obviously ridiculous, and we'll come back down to earth. Three-point shots per game is music to fantasy manager's ears. Yes, absolutely. So uh, he was a big mover and shaker in this week's rankings. Obviously. Uh, Excuse me. And then let's talk about some fallers here, Bruce, starting with Brock Besser, like Vancouver, just falling off a cliff here. Down yeah. 22 spots to number 137. Vancouver remains the only team that has yet to win a game. Their record now sits at 0-4-2, uh, goal differential of minus 1.83 goals per game. He scored to fail-a-goal this season despite two and a half minutes of power play time per game. One worrisome detail here for the Canuck forward He's producing just 1.5 shots per game, down from 2.7 shots per game last season. So he was one of those guys last year that actually seemed to take a step under Boudreau.
0: Mm-hmm. And but, well, now they're just all taking a step
1: backwards. They're all taking a step backwards. And actually, one one question this reminds me: I, there was a question out there around Demko. Uh, people were people were really panicked this week. Like, am I, should I drop Demko? Should I should I trade Demko? Oh, please, I, I would, if
0: you want to drop Demko, please, or just trade him to me. I'll give you, like, uh, a sack yeah. of pucks or something for him. If you want to drop him, I'll, I'll take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> do not drop Demko. Please don't. If you yeah, want to bench him, not. bench him. But don't drop him.
1: Because he's going to turn it around. I mean, the Canucks are not going to be this bad all season. No, they're not. Uh, Timo Meyer. I found this one interesting that he made the list. So... Minus 17, he's down to number 76 on our rankings. Um, The Sharks are averaging just 1.7 goals per game through seven games. Ouch. Uh, And that lack of offense has trickled down to their star players. Uh, Or is it the other way around? Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, Meyer has just two points in seven games. Big disappointment for fantasy managers who spent an early fourth-round pick on him in their drafts this summer. Is there a glimmer of hope here Yes, minor shot production remains robust at 4.1 shots per game, and both his his ish and his tevish are very low. He's been unlucky. So at 0% and 2.5% respectively, 2.5% tevish, Bruce. That is is ugly. That is ugly. That's
0: kind of like if I'm playing on your line. (laughs) That's what you'd get. Uh, Yeah, he's going to
1: turn things around. It's really funny, Bruce, because we were talking about Meyer Lots last year saying, this guy's going to crash, he's coming back down to earth, he's coming back down to earth, and now we're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been terrible, but he's going to, he'll, he'll bounce back, he'll bounce back. He'll bounce so, back. He'll be just fine. He, he will, he will. I mean, he he's not going to be at last year's levels most likely, but uh, another guy, don't drop him. Don't don't panic and sell him low, so.
0: No, no, don't definitely don't do that.
1: And then Mackenzie Weger, another guy, down nine spots, number 161. Uh, lots of buzz around him in the offseason, his move to the Flames this summer. Production has been a bit lackluster, though. He's got three points in five games, producing just 1.6 shots per game, uh, down from 2.5 last season. Despite seeing 2.27 minutes of power play time per game, his Tevish and IPP are high at 10% and 75% respectively. So just for reference, generally defensemen have an IPP of around 30%. So if you see a defenseman who has an IPP of... 75 uh, that's that's too high that's that's going to come down I mean I don't know a lot of people thought Mackenzie Wieger was going to come in here and just take over power play one and and I think Rasmus Anderson is still is he
0: clinging to that role he is uh, we just quick check here but I believe he is still clinging to that role whoops Calgary he was on power play one last night
1: 61% power play share so he's averaging four minutes. What's Uyghur getting here right now? Well, Mike said, yeah, yeah. two and a half minutes there. Uyghur's
0: so, in power play two with Hannafin. Yeah. Anderson's still in power play one.
1: There you have it. Okay. And then the last guy we got here, last really, the topic we'll talk about uh, for the night is new to the list Nick Blankenberg, defenseman from the Columbus Blue Jackets, enters the rankings at number 180. <clears throat> um, two points in his first three games and seeing heavily sheltered minutes, over 70% offensive zone starts. Uh, we've included the zone chart or the uh, player usage chart from left wing lock. So Mike, thanks for including that. I've got it in the show notes here on our website as well. Um, so he's facing like lower lower quality competition and heavily offensive zone starts. Um, but making his way up the list. So just a guy to maybe uh, maybe put a pin in that guy for later and that does it for the episode Bruce we just have one more quick bit of uh, bit of news here and that's just around our hacks holiday uh, again just to celebrate we're on episode 85 so Bruce this thing's coming up coming up coming quick quick yeah uh, so to celebrate our hundredth episode we're, we're running this contest hacks holiday we're going to send uh, one listener and a guest to Las Vegas to attend uh, a home game, Vegas versus Tampa Bay on February 18th. It's a Saturday night game in Las Vegas. Uh, we're going to send you down there, I think, for Thursday. Be able to play some blackjack. Maybe have a few drinks. Have a few Caesars, Bruce. Mm, Caesar. Although down there, I guess they're a bit harder to come by. <laughs> um, anyway, two round trip tickets to Vegas. Three night accommodations at a hotel near T-Mobile Arena and a one-year free subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. Um, Check out the webpage fantasyhockeyhacks.com slash hacksholiday for all the details to enter the contest. It's all there. Very straightforward. Here's the number you need. Hack the code. Uh, For this episode, the number is 25. Again, all that information is available on the webpage. And that does it, Bruce, for episode number 85, Fantasy Preview for Week 3 in the NHL. Good luck, everybody, this week. Hopefully, you I'm fare better than Bruce did I in two did it, different leagues this week. <laughs> uh, it happens to the best of us, Bruce. All right, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah check us out on Twitter, at FHHacks, on Instagram, at FantasyHockeyHacks. Visit the website, FantasyHockeyHacks.com. And if you do have any questions, um, send us an email, hacks at gmail.com. And Bruce, one thing I should mention that we just never seem to remember We love reviews. If you want to leave a five-star review, that absolutely helps us a ton when it comes to showing up in the podcast directories. So very much appreciated. If you like what we're doing here, if you find value in what we're doing here, please leave a review on your podcast directory of choice. And with that, Bruce, I will talk to you next week, buddy.
0: Hey, good night.
1: Take care.